one. Shit, Kristen, not again. I'm sorry, Kincaid. Sorry? You are one spook chick. Shit. <gasps> Joey! Thank God. I thought for a minute... What? Dragging us in here? Yeah, cut it out. You're putting one serious dent in my beauty sleep. It's Freddy. He's here. I heard him. Freddy is dead. Buried and consecrated. We won, remember? He's coming back for us. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Exclusively at HorrorBid.com and Horrorbilia Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Skeleton Crew, our big 30th show. Da, da, da. Is it our 30th show? I think, yeah. Isn't it? I think so. I don't know, who cares? Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, I was looking at the news that we got to cover. I think it's going to be a really big, news-heavy show, and going to be a lot of stuff going on. We have uh, Jamie Jenkins. She's going to be sitting in on the news with us and helping us out there because, you know, that's her thing. She kills it every time. Mike couldn't make it to the studio today, so it's just going to be me and Dan. But uh, it it seemed to work out anyway because the movie that we're going to review, he didn't get a chance to see anyway, so he wouldn't be there for that. And, uh, of course, Jamie coming in with the news. We're going to be... See, here's the thing. With this show, me and Dan realized... Nothing is a guarantee. Yeah, nothing set in stone, guys. And listen, Alex, I, I think I can speak for you when I say this too, and Mike for that matter. It's w- when we plan things, you can only take it so far. The planning stages, that is. You know, you can plan all you want, put all the time you want into certain things, and sometimes it just doesn't turn turn into be anything. It doesn't ferment into anything. So sometimes you just fucked. And, you know, besides us being personally upset about it sometimes, we feel like, you know, we're letting you guys down. So from here on out, we'll be making no more announcements, no more promises. When you (laughs) hear it, you'll hear it. Yeah. But, yeah, what we're referring to is that we've said we're going to have an Evil Dead retrospective on the next show. We're going to... D. Workman. Yeah, Dana Workman as an interview. We're going to give the first questions for the Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway. That was put off an extra week. Evil Dead was put off. Dana Workman never showed up. There you go. I mean, a lot of things just don't happen like you planned, so we're going to stop doing that. You know, I'd like to have a communication with people. It's cool, you know, to do that, but it's just not working out like we, we want, and even telling people that we're going to do a show once every 10 days. That has never worked out since we started it. But <laughs> when the show happens, it happens. What's on it is on it, and that's it. Exactly. It's great to look forward to things. It is. It's great. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Oh, great. Evil Dead. Oh, that's that's going to be the cool. That's the show, dude, is like getting ready for, for all the shows and all the anticipation that goes into it, all the work that goes into it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, I yeah. So, no no more. Sorry, guys. You know, hopefully you guys can understand where we're coming from. If you don't, go fuck yourselves because we tried. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I think anyone actually listening understands. Yeah, exactly. So we got a lot coming up. Uh, this is not a promise in the way we just got done saying. <laughs> right. We're not going to. Yeah. But just in general. Now, of course, October's coming up. We hope to pack a lot of shows in October. Of course, they're going to be Halloween-themed, and uh, there's going to be a grand finale. Now, that that's a fact, so we yeah. can say that. Um, that I'll, I'll die before I don't let that show happen. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to the show and you don't know, we have a Facebook. Just look up the Skeleton Crew show something. I don't know. It's the Skeleton Crew. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty easy. We're trying, we're trying to get some more uh, traffic through there just because it's uh, easy and convenient. Yeah, and if you find us on YouTube, the Facebook link is in the description of all of our shows. Word. So we got that. And we have a special little treat for everybody. In 2001, I was at my peak of uh, discovering and loving Halloween movies. So what did I do? What do you think? I filmed my own Halloween movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Me and uh, three other guys, I think. We basically said, hey, we have a Halloween Michael Myers mask. Let's uh, make a movie. And it was like, okay, we know enough about this already, right? Yeah, let's just make it, man. Who's going to play Michael? It turned out like everybody had to play him at some point when he had four people. (laughs) (laughs) When he had four people. What mask did you have? What version of the mask did you have? The Don Post. Oh, dude. Oh, no, he didn't. At least it had real hair, though. And we also shaved, we buzzed the sides out of it. (laughs) That's great, dude. Okay. Continue. Problem is though, dude, the hair's all loose and stuff when he moves around. <laughs> oh wow! So okay, please continue. Yeah, it's about a, uh, it's about twelve minutes of content and three minutes of credits. So <clears throat> basically, we're gonna load this to the our YouTube channel. So join that, and that that movie is gonna be on there. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play that movie, which will run fifteen minutes. Then I'm gonna play it again with commentary. Okay. So yeah. So that way I'll give you inside little tips and funny things that happen <laughs> and little you know inform- insider information. Dude, but uh I can't wait yeah. to see this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fucking great. <laughs> Dude, the acting was horrible. Basically <laughs> Did it was you one act of those in it? Yeah, yeah. Basically it was one of those things where we said Okay, let's go here, and then we'll talk about this. Okay, let's do this. Let's film this. And then we just sat there, and we're like, so do you think Michael knows where I live? (laughs) I don't know, man. We better hope not. Yeah. If he comes around here again, it's going to be bad news. Yeah. Like, that's it, dude. And that was, like, our dialogue. We had nothing. We had nothing. It was just horrible. But it was was cool, though. You'll see. It's visually pretty cool. And it's just... It's... It's the kind of thing where you could look at this and say, if these guys did this again and they took more than five hours to make it, <laughs> I bet you they can make a nice little movie here. Cool. And, uh, you know, so that's all. But, yeah, that should be – hopefully people will like that for Halloween. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking forward to it. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so we have a review coming up. Uh, the new Rose McGowan horror movie. I think it came out last week. So, hey, that's pretty current, huh? Hey. It's called Rosewood Lane, and we will review that, and then we will 
give a spoiler review after giving a general review. And we will timestamp that for you in the description. And one thing. Yes. I want to thank everybody who participated. We opened up the email. It's always open, but we opened it up to people who want to send Halloween concerns, gripes, or just in, uh, insight or any general type of, you know. Anything, really. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. Yep. A, a good amount of people have sent stuff in. We And basically what that is is you're sending in stuff. You're sending in topics for us to talk about, you know? So it's oh, like, yeah. it's it's great, dude. Like, it's an interaction. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, we try to incorporate everything that, that we get, you know, unless it's completely off the wall or, you know. Well, that's the best stuff. We always incorporate those. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back with our Rosewood Lane review. Yeah, you might want to hear this one before. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I think you would. I think you definitely want to hear this one before uh, you consider checking it out or not. I think me and Dan are gonna have a pretty good read on this one. So yep. stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Chill. Rosewood Lane, uh, 2012 movie. It just came out last week. Yep. So I'm not one who does the whole who directed it, who stars in it type thing. We've never done that. Uh-huh. And, uh, listen, you want to find that out. You go to IMDb, not the skeleton crew. Yeah, we're going to give you hardcore facts. <laughs> See, now look, at this point, I know you're going to disagree. You made a comment to me the other day about Rose McGowan, so I know you're going to disagree with this. (laughs) Yes, what's that? In this movie, like, at this point, man, this chick's looking like Michael Jackson. (laughs) Like, with all those plastic (laughs) surgeries. How how old is she to be getting all this work done? Dude, her face doesn't even look... They all have that same look. Dude, dude, I ain't mad at that, bro. I totally agree with that. Yeah? I was talking about when I talked to you, I was like, dude, Rose McGowan's so hot. And I think I was starting to watch the movie, but I wasn't referring to her in the movie. But Oh, okay. Dude, no, but th- think about her back in Scream and right. back in those days, bro. She was smoking hot. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't like her in Scream because the blonde hair, I didn't like that on her. I thought it looked weird. But then she looked hot in like 98, though. That nipple shot, dude. Come on. Well, that was yeah, you're oh, right. yeah that was, say something. No, no, her body, <laughs> dude. No, no, her body's hot. No, but dude, but here's the thing, though. I, to, to specify a little bit more, or, or to uh, to elaborate rather, Rose McGowan's just the type of chick that you just want to throw on the bed and just fucking go to town. But you know what, though, look, when I'm looking at her, all I'm thinking is like Marilyn Manson should be doing backflips right now. That she's so right. he he should be so glad he got out of this. I mean, dude, she is yeah. hideous looking in this movie. But all right, let's get to the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, oddly enough, she's a radio host. Huh, what do you? And we just pretend to be, so it kind of coincides with us. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we're giving a light review. Basically, yeah. uh, you know, we can't get too detailed with stuff. Giving the light review. Her dad dies by falling down a staircase. She, he was an alcoholic. Oh. 
she goes to move in the house about a year later because nobody wanted to buy it. And then she's living there. And basically, she has a stalker-type situation go on, but more of a harassment-type situation go on, right? With the paper boy. Yeah, the paper boy. Which, I mean, let's face it, are there any paper boys anymore? Aren't they all like 40-year-old men driving around in big vans throwing the paper out the window on your driveway? Yeah, that's a fantasy at this point, dude. That's about as old as the video game. <laughs> so, uh, okay, from here on in, we're going to spoil the movie. And uh, take my suggestion, just listen to the spoilers. Yes. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I, I can't exactly recommend this movie. It was, it was okay, though. It was good. Yeah. But I don't think I'd pay for this in, in any way. So if I wasn't getting a screener, I don't think I would have uh, seen this or been happy I paid for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. 33 minutes in, after the old guy describes the paper boy, I I, I was pretty invested. Uh, The kid holds signs on the street. She drives 100 yards more. The kid's still standing there holding another sign, this and that. And it's like, what the hell? You know, is this kid superhuman? Is he a ghost? What is he? You don't know what he is. And that keeps you invested yes absolutely very intriguing yeah and the best part was when the paper boy pissed in the guy's eye <laughs> yeah, right. yeah what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> this dude is looking through a fence he's like i see you you little bastard what? and he has his eye in the wall and the kid pulls his pants down and pisses in the guy's eye that was the best part it was very hard to peg down and in that, it was it was kind of good because you were constantly guessing on what the fuck's going on. Like, is he a monster? Is he a ghoul? Is he a ghost? Is he a fucking skeleton? Is he a is he a purple people eater? I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It, it, you know. But it was just like intriguing. So that's what kind of moved the movie along for me. The kid pushes her boyfriend down the stairs. At this point, I'm thinking, why doesn't she just move? Yes. <laughs> like, right. why does she? Why is she still living here? <laughs> yeah, so much bad shit's going down there. Like, just dip out. Yeah, like, this kid's, you know, he's driving by, looking, putting his foot in her door, harassing her. Okay, fine. Yeah. But her boyfriend almost gets murdered at this point, and she knows it's this paper boy pushing down the stairs. And at this point, it's like, why are you still living here? Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, yeah, I think the answer to that is this is a horror movie. Yeah, and I hate that answer. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Logic just uh, would not make for a good script. Yeah, and th- the dumbest part of this movie was the guy who got pushed down the stairs. Why didn't he believe that the same dude pushed her dad down the stairs a year earlier? Right, yeah, exactly. Like He just couldn't accept that, yeah. Yeah, he's sitting there in a cast on his legs and his neck and everything, and we have to still convince this asshole that (laughs) (laughs) the same person pushed her dad down? Yep. Like, it just makes no sense, dude. That was so stupid. Uh, Dude, I'm sorry. Like, just the scenes after that and everything, because I'm recalling a lot of this. I'm sorry. Rose McGowan's best feature is distance, dude. (laughs) I mean. Good from afar, far from good. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Lynn Shay's in this movie. Oh, uh, awesome, dude. Love Lynn Shay. And I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm still really invested in the movie at this point. When this guy gets pushed down the stairs, now I'm really like, this guy's, uh, this paper boy's doing a lot of shit, man. It's pretty scary. It's a pretty scary situation to be in. Because they give him a mystique. You don't know what he is. Yep. 
What were you thinking he is at this point? I didn't know. Well, dude, first of all, now the cover of this movie, the uh, like the poster, the whatever, you know, um, is like, is it not a, like a monster's eye? Am I am I wrong in that? I didn't see the poster. I don't I know. I could have swore, dude, it was like a monster type situation. Well, something like that. It's something on the lines of that, right? To imply that this kid is not human, whatever. But I'm watching it and I'm not seeing anything. So I'm thinking, okay, well, is this a vampire? Is this that? Whatever, you know? Right. And like I said, that's what moved it along for me. But, dude, I mean, listen, there were certain things that happened in this movie where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, dude, how about when she hits him? On his bike at the end, and he goes flying up <laughs> a tree. Like, what yeah, the fuck? that was like, stupid. He would have, he would have thrown like maybe five feet up in the air, gotten tossed up. This motherfucker's up in a yes. tree, dude. Yeah, in a tree, and still like yapping. But dude, what about <laughs> the weird, that weird alcoholic chick? Like, what was her? Yeah. what was the point of that character? Yeah, dude, dude, going in blind as possible only worked for me. Honestly, swear to God, for about thirty seconds. You know why? Because they listed who the director was. And I can't, I just can't get past it, dude. I just can't get past that fucking creepy motherfucker, Victor Selva. I just can't. Oh, yeah. Isn't he like a child molester? Yeah, dude. And I mean, listen, dude. When I, when I look back at Jeepers Creepers, what is it, two? Is it one and two? I just, it, I look at it like, oh, yeah. whenever I see like a young child or a kid or anything, yeah, oh, I wonder what he did to get the part or, oh, you know, I can't, dude, you know how we talk about, oh, I can get by it and whatever, those things, I cannot, dude, I just can't see past it. I didn't even know he directed it till it came up on screen, and I said, oh, and then I saw Ray Weiss, who's in part two, Jeepers Creepers 2, so, you know, some people, dude, just don't care, they, or not, maybe they don't care, but they just, um, maybe they forgive, or maybe they don't care, or for whatever reason. Not me, man. Honestly, I'm glad you're saying this, you know, honestly, dude, I... I uh, skipped over the credits because I was oh. I had to do something, so I couldn't really hang too long. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. I'm glad uh, I didn't know it ahead of time. I really yeah. felt that the directing wasn't that great. The, the, the shots were not iconic imagery nope. at no. any point. Nope. You know, like it was just it was just all right. It was just like I don't know. Wasn't that great? Like, the director, it wouldn't occur to me to think of who it is. So it's funny that that's him. Everything in general, dude, it just didn't do anything for me. It was just, I was watching it, and I just could not get into it, dude. I wanted to. Like I said, I... I disagree. I was into it the whole time. And if the... If the uh, no, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I already already said, what, 31 minutes in, I was... Because I actually... I actually made a point of uh, when I got invested, I looked at how much time it was because I'm, I'm one of those guys who are pretty curious of like how long did you make me wait, right, <laughs> to be right. invested? You remember when we just did the Jump the Shark episode? Um, one of my gripes with the Amityville Horror Three was that you made me sit through an hour and six minutes, <laughs> and then and then you gave me a good movie after that, right. So I'm very big on wondering how long you made me sit here. Now, did it pay off in the end in this movie? That's the problem. No. Exactly, dude. That's what I'm saying. This movie kind of blew. (laughs) Okay. I got invested once the kid, the paperwork became a nuisance and a threat. But weren't you just waiting for him to turn into a monster? I was waiting for something. 
I like, wanted to know what was special about him. Why is he different than me? That's what I yes. want to know. Yes. Yes. What do we find out? Well, okay, so like Dan said, she eventually says, screw it, I'll hit this asshole with a car. Hits yeah. him with the car. He goes up, <laughs> up into a tree conveniently, right. lands on a branch conveniently. <laughs> What's even more bizarre about that is that you find out he's just a regular guy. Right. So the whole tree thing makes no sense. Surviving it makes no sense. He's in the tree laughing, ha, ha, ha. Then he dies. That was stupid, too, by the way. Yeah. That laugh was over-the-top retarded. Sorry. Uh, then he dies. Mm-hmm. At the funeral, she goes to the funeral. It's outside, of course, when they're you know actually burying him. Mm-hmm. And she looks up. I, I don't really know if she did, but all I know is they showed two other hymns. Right. In the distance. Now, Alex, was it now, does that imply that it was definitely his funeral and that there was three of him? Or was that just one of her friends that that guy killed? See what I'm saying? I think if they're going to show two more of him, then I think the dead one is a triplet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'll go with. I mean, it doesn't make really any difference. I was just, it just a thought that popped in my head. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's cool. We always have to theorize. But here's what makes no sense. Why was he so fearless in playing chicken with her if he was just a regular guy? Right. Well, maybe he was just crazy. Yeah, he wouldn't have and didn't survive it. So why would you right. Why would you go head on with a car or her bike? Almost like she had to go after this motherfucker with a car because, like, you know, nothing else would work. Like, okay, I'm going to hit him with my car. Right. It, it, it worked. It killed him. Yeah, it killed him. Yeah, that's all he had to do the whole time. Now, here's – dude, what about that nutty scene where, like, this dude buries her boyfriend in the in the lawn and has that tube sticking up so he could breathe the snorkel? Then the they dig it up and he's not there. But here's the big question. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to him? You never hear about the boyfriend – after he was assumed buried under the snorkel, they dig it up, there's nothing there, but you don't ever find out where he actually is. Is it bad that I didn't even notice? <laughs> I guess they hoped that would happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> eh, nobody will notice. No you know, no one's like me. I'm neurotic. I notice I uh, Maybe it was his funeral. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I think it was the dead kid. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, really. Could be anybody. So basically the ending, does it pay off compared to the movie Suspense? No. No. To me, Dan wasn't invested. I was. Uh, but the ending? It's like you got, you're got doing a movie, dude. There, there are ways where you can step up to the plate, kill it. You, we've seen so many good movies that have been done like that, that you're just going to throw us a, a blah movie and waste time with with backstories of alcoholic fathers that make no – like it doesn't even pay off in the end. Like who cares? Dude? The whole alcoholic thing was to say that he fell down the stairs instead of being pushed. Like I understand that, but it, it didn't it just feel like a waste of time, dude? Like yeah. I, I watched this movie and I'm like – I find nothing. It's not a bad movie, dude. You know, no, it's not. But I just, it, 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 whatever, dude. It just did nothing for me. I was like, yeah. Eh. Okay, you would know? you basically people want to know? Would you recommend the movie? No, dude. Skip this motherfucker. Victor Salve is a creep, dude.
Are you looking for the ultimate part two glove? Well, Freddy's here to tell you to check out K4FGloves.com right now. Brought to you by their good friends over at Nightmare Maker Props. It's the Revenge Glove. Just like you've seen in the movie worn by my good old pal, Jesse. I mean, Mark Patton. <laughs> this is the ultimate part two glove and the details are simply superb. All the way down to the index finger blade break. Oops, I meant to do that. <laughs> Check out the Revenge Glove brought to you by Nightmare Maker Props on the product section at K4FGloves.com. That's K, the number 4FGloves.com. And tell them Freddy sent you. <laughs> All right, and we're back, and we are lucky enough to be sitting here with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the Dream Masters, Kristen Parker, Tuesday night. Tuesday, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's a real uh, it's a real pleasure. Uh, you know, we I'm sure you get a lot of questions about Nightmare on Elm Street, and I know you got an album that just came out, so we'd like to get into both things. But of course, you know, people, we have to touch on Nightmare for just a second, if you don't mind. <laughs> of course. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's only expected. Yeah, I guess like one of the main things I that I think of when I think of your character is since you're you know you played a part that was already played in a prior movie from a different actress. As for the direction like that you were given to continue that character, were you asked to watch part three and like match it as best you can, or were you asked to like almost tap into the growth of her character after having survived the experiences of part three and life is like getting better for her now? Like, did they go that deep into it, or they, like... Well, yeah, actually, um, Rennie did ask me to uh, check out Patricia and look at her and just kind of the way she looked and stuff like that to kind of get that down. But he did want me to, like, you know, make sure that I had my own character and my own uh, sort of um, interpretation of her. Mm-hmm. Which which I did, and um, I, I just think I, I the only thing I think really that changed was I think that I'm, mine had just a little bit more of an edge, you know. I agree with that. Yep. yep. How do people feel that you carried on the character? Like you know, there's a lot of hardcore Part Three fans. How do they feel about you know? Do they, I mean it, you know you talk to people at conventions? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's kind of half and half. It's like there's people that love. You know, Patricia Arquette, and then there's and things that you know I suck, and then there's the other ones that you know think that think that I'm the best one, and you know, and my fans. So it's kind of you know it's kind of um, weird, but I did run into her, and she told me I did a great job. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I I would I was wondering with that, you know, what she thought about it. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Wow. See, see, so it's weird. You have to almost split fans with another actress and like that's the thing like as an actress no matter how well your performance was you know performance wise like is uh-huh. it less is it less satisfying overall when your character is most known for being you know sh- uh, played by another actress and you're the second person to play it you know not really not not to me it wasn't i mean to me it was first it was a, you know a compliment i thought it was really cool that he picked me to do it and, uh, you know, I did, like, you know, watch her and, and get some things down. And, it, you know, I, I don't know. It, for me, it was easier to just take over and do my own thing. I just, 
I didn't even think of it like that. I just tried to make uh, my Kristen just, you know, myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, like, even, like, today, you don't, like, sort of wish you didn't have to, like, share that identity. Like, or you don't even think about it. Not at all. You don't even think about it, yeah. No. And see, oddly enough, your Nightmare on Elm Street was the highest grossing one out of yep. all of them. I know, isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 almost gonna you know it hit forty nine and a half million. Yep. Yeah. Most of those people in that movie probably could have just lived off of that movie with residuals. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I know they were good for a while. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you were like, are you still paying me? <laughs> That's right. Are you, no, it's like, are you now paying me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, Tuesday, how did the song come about in the movie? Um, was that made before? Was it written before, after, for the movie? Um, it was written, to, it was actually right before. Um, Rennie had mentioned that he wanted a song, and I said, you know, well, my writing partner and I have a studio, and let us put something together for you, and see how it works out and so we just like had about a day and a half and we went and did it and um and uh that's my dog talking to you um <laughs> uh <laughs> we got together and um just spent you know the all the hours in the studio and uh took it back to them met him at new line um he and rachel talloway came down and uh and we played it in the car and he was like oh my god this is wonderful i love it yeah, he's like, Perfect. wow, you're a real band. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, he was really, um, really loved it. And so I didn't really know where it was going to go. I, I just knew he really wanted it to be in the, in the film. And I wasn't sure until I actually sat down and watched it as a thing, as a screen that I, that it was the title film. Yeah, and it works perfect, uh, right in the beginning there. I think it just sets it off. I love it. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And just not to get off topic, but your dog doesn't by any chance piss fire, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, that's so weird. Only, well, actually, uh, truthfully, only on Christmas. <laughs> okay, I thought he was related to that dog in that movie. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now you have a new, uh, oh, actually, you just released a new album called Faith this week. Mm -hmm. What what was the uh, what was the concept behind that uh, album? Uh, well, the concept was to really do an exclusive uh, um, album for Facebook people for the fans because uh, they've been like so generous and really loyal and and I wanted to do something back give something back so I just sort of put a compilation of my some of my favorite stuff that I've done over the years uh, together and um, Michael Perez. Um, uh, produced it wonderfully, and uh, and I just did a sort of a, a compilation of, of all this different music that I thought people would like to hear, you know? No, you mean you re-recorded it or, or remastered it? No, we just re remastered it. We, yeah, okay. we just, yeah. Oh, cool. That's great. And, now, the, and of course, Nightmare, Nightmare's on it. Nightmare's on it. <laughs> oh, of course. That, you have to have that in there. Oh, it's actually great. the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, yeah. Tuesday, Violin is a song with a uh, pretty interesting story behind it. Can you tell us more about that track? Oh, wow. You know about that? Wow. It was about my experience. I had an experience with John Lennon, and it was um, in a dream that I had, and I wrote the song about the dream, and that's what happened in it. 
all the lyrics for what happened between he and I. Wow. Hmm. Are you a big fan of him? Yes. Yes. Big fan. We are too. Big. Yeah. He's my favorite uh, actual uh, artist in music. Oh, he's my favorite too. Totally. And the, the Beatles are amazing. You know, I just, huh. it's, it's amazing. What'd you think of his solo stuff? I loved it. I loved most of it. Yeah. I did. I mean, things like Imagine and, and, like, and you know, Mind Games. Oh, my God. Come on. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, like, uh, I'm sure a lot of people ask you, like, what is your true passion in life, acting or singing? But before I ask that, <clears throat> I just want to interject a thought. You see, to me... Like music is from the heart and soul of a person, and it's like it, it creates a true connection between the fan and performer. And acting is basically following a script and bringing someone else's character to life. So, would you still say acting is what you're more passionate about? Um, you know, it's so hard because I'm so passionate about both of them, and whenever I'm doing either one of them, I'm I give a hundred percent to it. It's like that. At that moment, that's my, my most passionate thing, you know? But they are different. But they are different. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, like when you're singing, you're on stage singing, you, you can be all involved in your own world, sort of yeah. your own thing, and you can bring that to them, you know? Whereas acting, you have to work off the other person. You have to mm -hmm. totally involve them, you know? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, who are your main influences in music besides, you know, John Lennon? And I mean, and that's such a tough question, I know, but I, I find um, it. Let's see. Well, I'd say, the, I'd say the Beatles, definitely. I'd say um, the Bangles. Yeah. You know, um, gosh, it's so hard. Um, I'm, I mean, I listen to things that are so, are so ancient. Like, I listen to the Raspberries, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you know? A lot of your approach is like uh, 80s based? Yes. Yeah, I really okay. like eighties music a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's just uh you don't you don't hear anything that sounds like eighties anymore and I wish it would come back. Like, cause that, that had such a sound to it. I know a lot of people make fun of eighties music now, but it really did have a a really nice musical like texture that is just they don't use the same instruments or anything anymore and it would be no. nice if, if somebody became like retro and started that up again you know yeah and yeah, even the stuff that i did like it, later than that like the more current stuff is still uh, like 60s kind of influence or you know very pop you know right yep, yep. um definitely yeah so with, this, with this new album tuesday um you know for the first 500 fans you got something uh special for them like uh, I was talking to my good friend Dakota Thomas, and he said the first 500 fans get an autographed copy of the album. Dakota would know. <laughs> Dakota <laughs> would know. He knows everything. Oh, I love him. Isn't he very yeah. talented, too? Oh, my God. He's so talented. Oh, yeah. Did, didn't he not do the uh, your album cover in the back? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's great. He's made some good short films, too. He's a very talented individual. We love Dakota. Has he? Oh, I'd love to see him. Oh yeah, he yep. all around. That kid is uh, very, very talented. Yep, very uh, multi-dimensional. That one. Yeah, he yeah he always helps me out with things like that. He he always does like really great pictures and and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. And you got another album coming out next year. It'll be yeah. It'll be new stuff. It's going to be all new stuff. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Wow, you got a lot going on musically. And, you know, what about one thing I heard about, uh, I'm going to say last year, 
Yeah, it had to be last year. Uh, th- wasn't there supposed to be a documentary about your life coming out, like, in May and June of 2012? Yes, there was, but, oh, my God, this is such a weird story. Um, I was in Jersey, and we were supposed to um, do it, and we, uh, Mike, Mikey had met with, um, Mike Perez had met with, him and everything was going good and wonderful and he came to the hotel and he wasn't feeling well and he passed away the next day no way the director can you believe that Uh, just so sad i couldn't even believe it and i've been talking to him and like you know um really having great conversations and stuff and oh my gosh it just freaked me out wow that's crazy huh wow yeah, so no, that didn't happen. It just it, it wasn't meant to be. Obviously, it just wasn't in the in the you know. Yeah, and it's almost like after that, you don't even want to try to find another director. It's just kind of weird. No, I definitely I didn't. I just said, yeah, just forget it. Yeah, yeah because that was like, just so. Yeah. It was just so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a that's a shame. Well, sorry to end this off on a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, well, uh, you know. Hopefully, he, hopefully he's in heaven listening to your radio show, so that's all good. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> you guys have been, like, the most fun. Oh, yeah? Yes, you. you guys are great. Oh, Thanks. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. And we love you, Tuesday. We really do. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love you guys, too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Definitely. So, everyone, check out, uh, look up on uh, iTunes and Amazon for Faith, uh, her favorite songs, all in one CD, and a future CD coming out next year. And uh, we could all enjoy Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 whenever we want, of course. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. And uh, maybe we'll, you know, come back when you have something new, you know, coming out. And yeah. And we'd love to talk to you again. I'm doing a couple movies next year, so maybe I can talk to you about that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we look forward to it. Okay, cool. Me too. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tuesday. Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. (laughs) See you later. Bye. It's 8 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 9 o'clock in Denver. It's 10 o'clock in Chicago. In Baltimore, it's 6.42. Time for the 11 o'clock report. Here's Johnny. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Game over, man. Game over. Your mother sucks cocks and hell. All right, we're back with the Skeleton Crew, and it's uh, time for the Horror Bid Headlines. And, uh, Dan, we have the uh, special privilege of someone sitting in on the news with us. Yes. It is the one and only Jamie Jenkins from Devour the Podcast and 10 other podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Just from today. (laughs) 
Actually, no. I, well, like I said, this is number one for me today, and then I have two more after this. So we have to. <laughs> but um, I really do. <laughs> but uh, you guys are so amazing. I love your show so much, and thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I've been oh, hey, thank for you, this. Jamie. We love you. You know, Jamie does a couple shows, and I've heard her on her uh, her regularly scheduled show, Devour the Podcast, and she's amazing. And we needed a fill-in for Mike this week, and automatically. Jamie came to mind, and it was uh, it wasn't even a uh, contest. No, I'm first name. Honor, yeah, first name that came to mind. Aw, yep. you guys. It was like uh, no Mike, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good, just like that. <laughs> well, I have been waiting for this opportunity to get between the two of you. So. Oh. Oh. Oh <laughs> God. Should we should it's we be, be one of those shows, kid? Uh, should we be videotaping this or uh, audio recording this? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but while people can't see what's going on behind the scenes, they can still listen. So Jamie, please show everybody what you do best, and let's get into some uh, horror news. What do we got this week? Oh well, that's not what I do best. <laughs> it is one of those shows. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Well. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I want to thank B Nizzle and others for their hard work getting this together. Every week they do this for you guys. Yep. Right. Hard bit. And uh, that's pretty cool. Um, David has to do ours, so I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, we're going to start off with um, with this. Uh, the UK's retelling of Silent Night, Bloody Night uh, has a trailer, and Adrian King is in this. Uh, in oh. the film... The abandoned home of Wilford Butler, a wealthy but troubled man who has committed suicide in 1982, has been willed to his grandson Jeffrey. The house has sat in disarray since Wilford's death, standing in the way of developers who want to turn the property into residential homes. Just before Christmas 2012, some 30 years after Wilford's death, Jeffrey and his lawyer appear in town to negotiate the sale of the property. But an axe-wielding maniac is always the way has set up residence in the house and he doesn't take kindly to strangers <laughs> yeah i saw the trailer it's it's a good trailer it has a lot of um 80s slasher elements to it in a way and uh, you know in terms of the kills and uh from what you see in the trailer and the plot of course i mean uh come on an abandoned house you go in there and a guy's in there and killing people. It's it's very it's very eighties. I mean that's what everybody wants, right? I mean Well if you're gonna do slashers, then you really need to go eighties, right? I mean that was the the eighties were the home of slashers. Yeah. Yeah, that's me and I was talking there. about this earlier. How far can you really go with a slasher concept? You know, I mean you can only take it so far. Yeah. I mean it's listen, it's I don't know. Plot wise? I mean, like how? Yeah, how... just plot-wise. I mean, just I mean, you got a killer. You get the same premise every time. It's just right. I don't know. I just think there's only so much you can do with it. The only thing you can hope to do is keep people interested uh, with the kills because that's what slashers are all about. And sex. Show them enough tits, and give them enough interesting original <laughs> kills, and it'll keep them happy. Yeah. Because you know, that's what people walk into slashers expecting to yep. see, right? That and really cool music. You have, I mean, there's a thing that we had back in the 80s when, um, and forgive me while I digress here, but um, <laughs> uh, back in the 80s when you had a slasher, you were just about guaranteed some kick-ass music to go along with it. And, I mean, you had people like Alice Cooper writing songs and docking, you know, doing songs for slasher movies. Now, it just seems so generic. 
and right. it doesn't really have that same feel. But if you want to go and make a real slasher, then you know, whip out some some really good metal, and because to me those go hand in hand. Right. You know, I just it's odd for me to watch a slasher and there be no metal. You <laughs> yeah. know, like uh, Freddy versus Jason was really weird for me. Um, I mean, they had actually, there were, I think a couple of songs that were pretty good, but it was just different. It was so different. And, um, I think that's part of it, you know, so you need tits. <laughs> yeah. Always the tits. You always need those tits. You gotta have the tits. And you know what? I don't even like the ones in like the Friday the 13th remake. They were terrible. Like the girls in the first scene, I think that was made out of cement. I don't even know what was up with those, but you know, yeah. not those. Companies. Yeah, those were. But, yeah, those were not that great. Uh, but <laughs> they did improve. You know, the stupendous yeah, tits, as the guy says, and the perfect nipple placement. Yeah, which guy has never been with me. <laughs> you see, obvious. Willa Ford, she's so hot. Like I'm more into her ass and legs personally. But when they showed her tits, they were just kind of a little too perfect for me. If that makes any sense. No, I understand that. Yeah, almost like an assembly line type of tit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's just how I felt when I looked at him. I mean, I was so glad to see well, I them. I recognize that one. It's B19. <laughs> yeah, B19, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I thought when I looked at him. But I was like, God, I wish I could just see her completely naked standing somewhere. I don't want to just see her with a knife right. going through her skull and her tit. And then, yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, there is a poster for Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah. What do you think about that, Dan? Are you into Silent Hill? Uh, I like the first one. Yeah. Did they make a second one? Or is this a second one? This second. this is it. It's been, what, eight years? <laughs> Why did they wait so long? Yeah. See, I, I actually like that one. That was the one with the big fucking blockhead dude, right? I don't even know anymore. It's so long ago. I don't know. Yeah, Silent Hill, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely out there. Uh, you know, they get some good imagery in the movie. But I mean, as far as scares, horror movie goes, uh, I wouldn't really equate it to a, a straight-up horror movie. It's more like a, a horror fantasy type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't really comment. I, I can't recall a movie I've seen once uh, eight years ago. Sorry. I do recall that... Um... <laughs> I was pretty pleased about the atmosphere and I thought it was as far as like the game goes versus the movie. I thought the atmosphere was dead on, you know, you had the fogginess no, and absolutely. the ashes falling and, and, yep. and the music and it was, it was right there. I thought they did a really damn good job with that. It's probably one of the best video game adaptations that I've seen. Okay. That's just my opinion. Sounds good. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't comment. I really don't know much about this. I'm kidding. I am not that cocky. What are you doing to me? Nah. All right. <laughs> okay. Next up, there is a trailer for The Bay. And that is a quaint seaside town of Chesapeake Bay thrives on water. It is the lifeblood of the community. When two biological researchers from France find a staggering level of toxicity in the water, they attempt to alert the mayor. But he refuses to create a panic in the docile town on the 4th of July. Okay, I'm not kidding. It's not. The, I mean, it's not the fourth call. But I mean, that sounded really, really, really close to the mayor and just about any creature feature you can think of. Right. You know, it's like no, 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 no. We can't alert. We can't upset people. Yeah, we, it's we always like that. How many times are you not going to upset people until a hundred, like a hundred people die? Yeah. Uh, we got 
money and then let them die, and then it doesn't matter what happens. It's always yeah. like that. It's always like, we can't afford to shut down right now. It's always like that. Like, they always think that's like, oh, we're, we're so crazy writing this, but it's – how many times – uh, I saw the trailer. Uh, it looked pretty good. I mean, I don't know if it's something I'd actually watch, but for people who are into that sort of thing, I guess it could be entertaining. I, it's like, what is that sort of thing? There's like uh, they show the ocean, and then they show like thousands of fish in the water. Then they pull one of the fish up, and they look in their mouth, and there's like all these parasites inside of them, and the whole thing is about. Uh, this stuff is in all the water and people calling other people, you're not answering your phone, don't go in the water, and they're f- driving around on their boats in the wa- you know, on the water and you know they're going to go in or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It just looked like a glorified sci-fi movie to me. Uh, that's, okay. I hate to uh, – look, I haven't seen it, but from the trailer, I just don't think I would pay $10 to see it in a theater and I just maybe might watch it on Netflix for free and streaming. Yeah, just see Piranha, you know? Just see Piranha. I mean, it's a lot more fun. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, it's just not, it's just, if you watch the trailer, you'll know what thing it is. I am horrible at describing things, but just do that. (laughs) Yeah, you'll know if if it's for you when you see that. Yeah, it's not your company. It's very specific. Yep, I'm the same way. Yeah. It's just not your thing. All right, well, I don't know, maybe it'll be my thing. I'll check it out. Well, if the fish grew penises, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, if only fish had tongues. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, fr- <laughs> I never thought about that. All right. That was good. I'm going to be banned from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, nobody's listening anyway. But China. <laughs> that felt good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. A Friday the 13th themed poster, moving on, by the way, um, yeah. themed poster yeah. art Let's of the first four surviving women of Friday the 13th is available from Fright Rags, right? Yeah. Okay. It's limited to only 175 screen printed posters. The release date is Friday, September 21st. That'll be this Friday at midnight Eastern time. They're individually numbered and signed by all girls. And uh, it, the post respects are that it's uh, 18 inches by 24 inches and eighty nine ninety five per screen printed poster. Wow. Is that the one where I see um, – where I've seen like the four of them standing next to each other? Yeah. Well, they're all drawn. It's uh, – Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Dan, you saw that, right? Yeah, I saw it. It's pretty badass, dude. That was more into Vera, though. She was uh, She was my kind of girl. She was really cute. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chris was a little too self-centered for me. She was all wrapped up in her own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan has a lot of depth, actually. When when he picks which girls, like, we, when we did the Friday 13th retrospective, we would always go with, like, the hottest girl in the movie and at the end of the show. And Dan always had trouble with that because he's, he really, he judges it by the, the character. It's... Aww. Yeah, instead of just yeah. her, how big her tits are. Eat you. Yeah, yeah but after everything I said, there were just crickets like for days <laughs> after that. I was like, okay, all right. I think that's sweet. Well, and nothing wrong with that. I mean, because there, in all seriousness, there are a lot of different factors that go into deciding whether or not someone's hot. And doing a lot of podcasting, like I do, um, 
and I frequently talk to people, but I don't, I don't see them. I just talk to them, but you can easily be attracted to someone simply based on how they sound, what they have to say, you know, their sensibilities, things like that. Their sense of humor, which is extremely important. Uh Uh-oh, we're shit out of luck. (laughs) Yeah, we're fucked. I personally think that looks are secondary to, or even tertiary to everything. Because tertiary, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's, it's the third level. Like, <laughs> I could tell you're on a dumb show right now. But um, you know, it doesn't. I mean, it looks to me, yeah. I mean, because I've dated the hot guy, and as soon as he opened his mouth, I regretted it. <laughs> Dude, um, I've so been I in that it, situation too, where you just can't. You just can't strike up a conversation, or at least a meaningful conversation with them. Yeah, and, and in all fairness, I dated the hot girl too. When she opened her mouth, I didn't regret that. What <laughs> <laughs> up? You know what? Thanks to guys like you, Dan, then girls like me have a chance. <laughs> uh, there is a TV spot for Sinister. Employing found footage along with traditional cinematography, Sinister follows the character of Ellison, Ethan Hawke, a true crime novelist who purchases a new home with the hopes of writing a successful book. After moving into his new home, he discovers a box of old home movies that depict previous families who lived in the house, as well as their murders. As Ellison looks further into the mystery behind the tapes, he discovers that the murders all have ties to a supernatural entity known only known only as Bagul. Uh, <laughs> Bagul <laughs> exists in images of himself and runs the risk of making Ellison's family the latest casualty of the house. Uh, the release date for that is October 5th. See, I wouldn't normally watch that, but the way Jamie just presented that, dude, I want to see that shit. Yeah, they- <laughs> I do. You're good at what you do, I'm telling you. Uh-huh. On point. I saw that with Ethan Hawke, the trailer. Uh, it looks really good. Looks badass. Yeah. I really see this. Absolutely. It's like a found yeah. footage deal. Uh, it said something about from people that, I don't know, maybe produced or made The Ring. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of The Ring, but, I mean, just from the trailer alone, it looks yeah. pretty good. Was it The Ring? I could have sworn I saw a trailer this week. I thought it was this movie that was a, the people from, uh, um, don't know, Insidious. Was that? Insidious. That's not this one? Oh, you know man, what? It might be James Wan. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Well, I love Insidious. Ugh. I love it too. Yeah. I, you know what? I loved Insidious till the ending. The ending fell apart for me. What? It really? did when I saw it in the theater, but I have to tell you, when I watched it again, I didn't see it in the theater. I went to the first time <laughs> I watched it, but then when I watched it again, right? Okay, same thing. But then when I watched it the third time, <laughs> I really, really liked it. Really? Like when I watched. When we talked about it on Devour, I watched it for that, and I really, really liked it. And apart from that, I had to have my friend come spend the night with me because I couldn't sleep alone. I mean, I really? was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Too bad I wasn't her friend. <laughs> See, <laughs> the thing about Insidious is... That would have been much better if she just kept hogging the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to recall. I only saw it once, so help me with this. I'm recalling... Eight years ago? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm recalling a scene where they looked up and to the right or back, and you see the creature or whatever that is behind a, a, a yes. plastic wall or something. At, Dude, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I was still in. And then I think I recall about the next 10 minutes were just gone for me. I don't know why. It's okay. We don't forget it. Maybe we'll review that. 
Yeah, give should. it another watch, Alex. I, I gotta tell you, and I've said this before, you guys may have heard me, I don't know, but at any point when I'm watching a movie and the creature who is unaware of you suddenly turns and looks at you, yeah. oh, that's yeah. the moment I pee my pants. So yeah. right then when they didn't think he was watching, you know, he was busy doing his thing, and then they look up and he's staring at them at the oh, window, yeah. oh, God, you know, that it's over for me right there. Yeah. Well, so, how about the Darth Maul scene? When they're going back and forth in the middle of the daylight, two people in the, at the dinner table. Yeah, that and, fucking oh my god, dude, I fucking shit myself. Yeah, and I don't care if he looks like Darth Maul or not. That right. fucker's scary, and that, <laughs> yeah. the shadow on the wall, like pointing, nope. that's what kept me up at night. That's why I couldn't sleep. And you know, wait before I saw a still of that, that shadow on the wall where the kid's sleeping and the thing's kind of pointing. Yeah. I'm sorry. That looks Gee, like I, that looks like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah, it does, but it works, dude. It works. He even had like the snow shoes on with the puffy oh, tops. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> if if that thing was on your wall, dude, looking goofier <laughs> than a motherfucker, you'd still be scared. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'll watch it again, or as Jamie says, I'll watch it three times, and maybe I'll like it. this is really exciting for this nerd right here i am i am like oh i'm so excited they live is coming to blu-ray november 6th they live that makes me really really happy heather locklear is joining the cast of scary movie 5 Woohoo! hand if you care uh, I cared 15 years ago if I heard this, but... Uh... No, I love Heather. It has nothing to do with, with her. I'm just sick of scary movies. I'm... Yeah, but do you think maybe with this one they'll get back to the scary movie aspect, maybe? Hopefully? I mean, what would lead you to believe that? You know, that it's <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who's you know? running the show on that, I wonder? Because if it was the Waynes Brothers again, then it'd be in good hands. But they haven't had the last couple movies, therefore they're... You know, basically spoofs on every movie possible. Those movies to me, even like, uh, what was that called? I'm doing bad tonight with these names coming to me. Maybe like it's the. me. I think I'm messing up your. No, it's your... it's it's the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should really stop drinking before this. No, no, definitely don't do that. You know what movie I do like though is uh, one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> Not another teen movie. Do you guys like that yeah, one? Yeah. Oh my god, I have seen that movie uh... about seven times i watch it all the time i know it by heart i love it i love it okay and uh i imagine that you guys have heard about this already because this has been all over the place i mean people are so excited that halloween 78 the original halloween is coming back to theaters for halloween for well halloween yes um (laughs) i already know it's playing near me oh you're so lucky Oh, oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I already know it's not playing near me. And, but what's funny is I actually saw Halloween in the theater just a few years ago. For oh, Halloween. come on. My local theater played it um, on Halloween night, and so that was probably four years ago. Was it packed? No, that was the crazy part. Oh, there was nobody really? there. Just like when The Exorcist was re-released, there were probably oh. six people in the theater. Wow. And ended up yelling at some kid, and that was bad, but... Um, <laughs> mm. It was ugly. What, he laugh at a scene that was uh, supposed to... No, at at the end of the movie, he stood up and he's like, well, that was boring. And... Dirty little bastard. Like, I turned on a dime. I mean, I was probably like three rows in front of him. And I just, like, turned around and I'm like, you show some respect! Oh, my God. (laughs) 
his father was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you see, listen, I can understand the point of view that Halloween is a little slow. Now, I really do understand that because when I was uh, 20, I – but you got to remember, we love this stuff. So my perspective – my perspective is not the typical 20-year-old at the time because I was engulfed in horror. Like literally when I got into Halloween, I watched it like – it, like an insane amount of times in that first year or two, uh, way too much. And I was really into it. I found it like like to be like I was awestruck every time I watched. So uh, I showed it to other people who were in their twenties at the time, around two thousand, and they all just didn't. They just thought it was a lot of boring parts between a lot of good stuff. And but here's the thing that really shocks me about that kid saying that the last. 10 minutes of Halloween are the, probably some of the greatest 10 minutes in film history and exciting and move, you know, fast paced, good, per- perfect pace, just great. I don't understand how, although you might think that through the whole movie here and there, but when you get to the end and the payoff is completely there and the whole thing where they look at him and he's not there and it's like, well, he could be anywhere and it, like the whole thing. How do you still like have that thought through your mind that this was not that great? Like you know, you know what I mean. Like just by those ten minutes alone, and that being your final impression of the movie, it's it's hard to stand up and yell at something out like that. I just don't get that. Yeah, but he's probably seen it a million times before he's seen it done in Halloween, and Halloween was pretty much the originator as far as that goes. So it, it's tough, man. You know, you want to talk nostalgia against you know basically strict opinion. We talk about that all the time, dude. All the it's time. Like, yeah, and it's tough, dude. I think we're in a more, you know, strenuous position trying to figure out whether we like a movie because we have this nostalgic feeling towards all these movies because we love them so much. Dude, I can't 100 now I wouldn't yell that out, but I can't 100% say that I'd go in and be like, "Oh my god, that movie scared the shit out of me." Cuz we've seen it so many times. Right. But but I think the the thing that we're all trying to say is you got to respect it. That was pretty much the first one. Well, that's debatable, but first or second one that really did it like that and and, and started a, a fucking a movement. So yeah. it's you tough, have to you know? respect the things that came before. You have to. <laughs> to be honest, I never thought it was scary, mm-hmm. even as a kid. I never did. But I loved it. I mean, there was just – there was something about it that – I don't know. Like I just knew that that's what high school was going to be like when I got there. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Not exactly. It's a lot more boring. I mean, well, we weren't wearing our jeans to our armpits, you know. But, <laughs> um, but um, it there was something about it that spoke to me, and I absolutely loved it. And I guess there is a lot of nostalgia there. When I and I freely admit, when I talk about older movies, nostalgia is there. Uh, in spades i mean it nope. they it colors the way i feel about things heavily but nope. i don't think you can help that you know nope. i think that's just the way it is but what i what i feel it's like well then can you you know someone could easily say well then do you feel like you can really talk about stuff like this you know if you can't be right objective uh objective about it and i'm like well yeah because people who feel the same way i do will then be able to take what i say and apply it to something new that I've talked about. And then that can help them decide whether or not they want to see it or whether or not, you know, because if they know how I feel about other things, maybe they feel the same way. 
Yeah. Or even if they don't feel the same way, then they could just go the opposite from me um, or whatever. But, I mean, of course I think it's valid. I just don't think you can help it. And I don't really want to help it. I mean, right. I th- those are the reasons that I love the genre for what it is. Yeah. I don't want to take it away. Yeah. Yep. And, see, that was one of my things when I reiterated our feud with House of Horror. I said, like, I love our nostalgic aspect. And I think that um, that is what makes everyone love these movies. Like no matter what, no matter what you grew up with or anything, going back and revisiting, you're kind of recapturing, you might not even know, you're subconsciously recapturing all these great times as in your youth or even the great times reliving. Listen, even if you had a party and it was the greatest part of your life and you went home and you were sleeping with a smile on your face, wouldn't you love to like relive that five years later if you thought about it one day? You said, that was the best, man. Like That's what we get to do with these movies. So it's, it's a great feeling. Nostalgia is a great thing. But... On this show, I think what our approach is, and it's weird, we never really talked about it, but I think just hearing it and living it like me and Dan have done, I think what we do is kind of uh, we give both both views because yep. we do the nostalgia thing, but then we also give a realistic, uh, well, this was kind of not make sense, this kind of was weird, this kind of this, this kind of that, but we love it. Yeah, dude, how many times, Alex, have you said, now, right off the bat, I love this movie, but it's got a few problems. <laughs> uh, I think it was part six, the Friday 13th part six show. Yeah. I said, yeah. I'm going to say a lot of good things about this movie, and I don't think I ever got to that part. <laughs> like, I just kept on, like, doing the... Part six is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And, uh, well, it was filmed here, for one. What so, I mean, I know you guys have the first one, or at least you do, Alex. Um. <clears throat> but uh, I've got what, sweetie? Where do you live? I'm in Georgia. Oh, okay. I'm in Athens. Oh. Um, but it was filmed here in Georgia. I actually went to high school with one of the campers that was in the movie, and oh. knew another one of them. So that was kind of fun. Um, and it, you know, so there's that. But really, I really do. I really love it because I have this. I had this huge crush on Tom. Uh, no. Matthews. Tom Matthews. Tom. Tom Matthews, yes. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, again, I digress. You guys are going to know all my horror crushes by the time I'm done. I know. <laughs> uh, go to HalloweenOnScreen.com to find out if it's playing by a theater near you. By a theater? And if it's playing in a theater near you. <laughs> it's playing by the theater. You probably won't be able to see it. Um, <laughs> we take great notes here. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're making fun of. That's okay. No, that's what happens because I uh, I just read what's given me. I don't I don't put any brain into it. I was in yeah. I was in charge of that. You might want to make some uh, corrections next time. Oh, there's going to be a next time. Yeah, if Mike can't make it, sure. <laughs> and, and you're willing. I'm always willing. <laughs> okay. Um, this. Oh, I'm excited about this too. E. Um, <laughs> there's a trailer for Mama. And uh, that is uh, Mama is presented by Guillermo del Toro. Nice. And uh, this story re- revolves around two little girls who disappeared into the woods the day that their parents were killed. When they're rescued years later and begin a new life, they find that someone or something still wants to come tuck them in at night. And uh, the trailer for that, I think, looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited. Typically, anything that del Toro dips his fingers in, I'm yes. okay with. That's what I was just going to say, Jamie. I haven't even seen this trailer, and I hear Del Toro, I'm there. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, you know, folks, check that out. It'll be worth your time. 
Mm-hmm. All right, another trailer that uh, I've been excited about was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D trailer. Oh, fuck me. Uh oh. <laughs> we have a problem here. No. Dude, I'm, are you upset? <laughs> no, I'm just beyond excited about that. Oh, Go good, ahead. good, good. Okay. Well, Bill Mosley spoke about this on your show. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> It was on episode 19 of your show. By the way, I love Bill. He's an awesome guy. Fun Stop. interview, though, with Bill Mosley, man. It was so easy to talk to him. He was such a cool guy. He's a really cool guy. Easy for you. I had ulcers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, right. it doesn't compare to when me and you were scared shitless when Danny Trejo picked up the phone. Like, we all fucking skipped a beat when that happened. Aw, that's so cute. Yeah, he was like, "Who is this?" We're like, "No, he, literally." Well, yeah, because we got we got uh, put in. Uh, you know, um, basically, we called the publicist, and the publicist connected us. So there was a moment there while we were connected, somebody had to talk. So it was him, and he just goes, "Who is this?" <laughs> like shit got real. <laughs> I thought he was like the real guy from all his roles. That's the thing, though. That guy is a badass, dude. So he wasn't he wasn't fucking acting. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know. Um, okay, well, <laughs> this is the synopsis for that. Okay, decades later and hundreds of miles away from the original massacre of 1974, a young woman named Heather learns that she has inherited a Texas estate from a grandmother she never knew she had. And she had to have known she had one. I mean, that's right. just genetic. Yeah, that just don't happen. <laughs> a Texas estate from a grandmother she never knew she had. What, what? the hell? <laughs> Who wrote this? After Didn't you? <laughs> I was going to say, that's you, brother. Dude, I pulled it from Harvard, man. Don't blame me. You pulled it from somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to be pulling as soon as we get off, so let's get this over with. <laughs> and then I'll get off again. For that? Oh, that was, that was such a tunch. <laughs> All right. I mean, I my podcast wait. I'll be happy to help you. <laughs> um, after embarking on a road trip with friends to uncover her roots, she finds she is the sole owner of a lavish, isolated Victorian mansion. But her newfound wealth comes at a price as she stumbles upon a horror that awaits her in the mansion's dank cellars. Leatherface. Yeah. Leatherface. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a lot of people have a really strong opinions on this, and they should. It's a, it's a, you know, high profile sequel. Now, yeah. Now, January second, two thousand thirteen. January second. But let's talk about that now. Everyone knows that January is the month you dump shit movies on. Yeah, why'd they do that, dude? They had it for October for a while, dude. It must be a shit movie. You Blue think space. so, though? Yeah, if you. If you have a movie slated for October and then it gets dumped to January and there were, I mean, if they didn't have any more work to do on it, right? That, they've lost faith in it and they're not, they're not bucking for the Halloween crowd. Oh, Can you believe that? Well, that's disappointing. Why'd you guys have to go and say that? <laughs> hey, we're the news. We can, we'll, we'll give it to you whether you like it or not. Unbiased. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's See, what I well, tell my date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> with this trailer though like it was good and i liked the song that they played in it and everything i thought but it, it just um i thought it was going to show more and maybe it will you know closer to uh 
I just don't see what the hell they're gonna do with it. That's so different. Crazy. Like, oh, I can see it already. What like the chick? She fucking family with Leatherface and the whole clan, and you know, guaranteed she's probably gonna fucking turn bad in some way or the other towards so, the yeah, end. Maybe she- back to her she ends up going back to her roots which i actually think would be a cool thing if like she came in and they thought maybe she was at first that she was going to be a victim but then like you know her bloodline is so fucked that being on their side i don't know that would be kind of neat uh yeah like a jamie lloyd deal no you know i uh look by the way that chick in the movie looks smoking hot uh, let's just get that out of the way. You know, me and Dan are very big fans of, uh... Of smoking chicks. Yeah, that is original. Yeah, we're very original. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that so odd? We we like hot chicks. I Yo, did you talking about the main chick? No, the one who pulled her shirt off in the in the car. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the thing about the movie, it it's like, uh... It almost looks like... They realize that no one's scared of Leatherface anymore, and we all know it's just the 80s guys are just not going to cut it in this day and age. I think they just went for a fun horror movie at this point, and the expectations should not be set high, and I think the January release tells us that. And Mm -hmm. I just think you should just go in there and have fun. Don't... I mean, look, if you enjoyed Texas Chainsaw Part 2... Your standards are not high. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm glad you like it. I'm really glad. I hope you had a great time. But it's really not good. And and it it's just it must be just for fun, even though I didn't have any watching. But if you like that, you cannot criticize this movie as bad as it looks. Oh, like, you what? pissed me off during <laughs> yeah, the, I knew we would. during the jump the jump the shark episode. I got to tell you, I was over here screaming. Well, not just that one, but there were several things that you guys talked about that I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. I do. Oh, come on, James. No, I do. Now, (laughs) when I called in, didn't I mention Next Generation? Yeah. I know I did. Yeah, you did gloss over, too, and say that one. That's why, Uh, yeah. Look, I agree. Actually, I think for whatever number that is, it's worse. Oh, of course it's worse, but we got to go with the jump. Yeah. yeah, and that is the jump. No. <laughs> Definitively. Two is the jump. Look, I said it. So all right. that's all the You're all entitled to your opinions, but I don't know who you think you are arguing with me. Like <laughs> Alex, never... back down, back down. <laughs> pull out, pull out. Hey, listen. No, no. <laughs> How many ki- uh, bastards running around? <laughs> okay. No, I'm teasing, of course. I'm How come everything with Jamie ends up sexual? It's just it never ends. There's no way around it. It really is. I, I love it. I, I just, I'm built that way. I'm sorry. But see, here's the thing about <laughs> I can't the text- help it. My oh. mind automatically goes there. Right. No problem with that. I'm just a basic pleasure model. Yep. No, but <laughs> guys, now with this movie, do you, all right, it's supposed to take place, what, directly after the first movie, correct? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Now, the, uh, the trailer doesn't doesn't allude to that or doesn't do anything with that really i mean you know if i i mean and i understand they're not really in charge of making the trailers the studio is whatever whatever but wouldn't you start from there or do you think 
it's going to be kind of like a, a re not a reimagining. I know it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the first one, but where are they going to go with Leatherface? They've been what? Um, yeah, was he 55 years old at this point? I mean, uh, well, what the and hell? Dude, are they going to go like retarded Leatherface again? Like, you know how he was the first one? Like, where are they going to go with it? They could, you know, and I just didn't get a lot from it. I saw a good slasher movie, but as far as story goes, dude, this trailer didn't get into no. anything. Then again, well, maybe. This is... you know, Here's a question. This is supposedly takes place hundreds of miles away, and I just it I just touched. I mean, I just got this myself. Um, maybe they are like holding up or holding up in her basement or in her cellar, you know, of her grandmother's house that she didn't know she had. Um, <laughs> but but she's not actually related to them. I didn't realize that until just now when it because it said it's hundreds huh. of miles away from where it took place before. Right. So they could just be you know, on the lamb and right. holding up in an empty house, you know. I don't know. It's, it can't be worse than the underground uh, grotto they had. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jamie, did you oh, Nomland was fun. Nomland! <laughs> <laughs> you, you were speaking, Dan? I'm sorry. I, I, no. <laughs> I was just wondering if you liked the uh, Texas remake and uh, the beginning and what you thought of those movies. Um... I really, really, really do not like the beginning. Okay. I <laughs> really, really, really am just okay with the remake. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of things about it like I love. Like Arlie Ermey is always good. Oh. Jessica Biel is hot as hell in that movie. Yeah. And it's totally worth it. And I mean, her ass in those jeans is just, yes. Phenomenal. Um, but... I feel like I don't like the fact, and this is something that happens all the time these days, and it really ticks me off, when crazy is just not good enough. Like when you have to go back and give them a backstory to give them a reason to be ticked off. You know, like, oh, people made fun of him because he had the face cancer when he was a kid, and now he has like a hole hole in his face. And, and, you know, so he's angry. You know, he's angry and he's getting revenge. And give me a fucking break, okay? Yeah, his boss pissed him off. Crazy is legitimate on its own, and to me, much, much scarier. Exactly. You know, if you don't have a reason, just like little Michael Myers in the original Halloween, if you don't have a reason, I think that's much scarier than a revenge plot. The worst explanation for Michael Myers in history, and you have to agree with this, I know, when he didn't, when my, when the original one where Loomis says, he hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Okay, that was awesome. Wow, he didn't even talk. Awesome. I don't want to know why. In Rob right. Zombie's Halloween, did they not... Uh, see, I'm wondering if I have a cloudy or invented my own answer for this, but I think I'm correct with this. My recollection is he stopped talking because he asked Loomis to do something, and Loomis said no, and then he's like, well, I have nothing more to say then. Yeah, he's being a brat. Is that right? He was pouting? That's your answer? You know. Now, let me ask you guys a question about Jamie Lee Curtis being revealed as Michael Myers' sister in part two, as opposed to him just stalking a babysitter. Now, did that kill Dan, 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 we have a lot to get into this October. Let's save that. Thank you for that tickling their ass with a feather. <laughs> That's what I do. We will get into that, people. We have a big <laughs> Halloween month coming. One. Oh, I can't wait. I know. To be October's going to be that. fun. Yep. Um, well, you know, remember a while ago when we were talking about Scary Movie 5 and how I was done with it? Well, <laughs> it turns out that uh, Lindsay Lohan 
it has been wreaking havoc for the producers of Scary Movie 5. No. I know, right? According to the Post, getting the very unpredictable Lindsay Lohan to do a cameo role in Scary Movie 5 has been a frightening experience for producers as she tried to avoid a scene making fun of her troubles. Dimension Films signed Lohan to play a cameo in the horror spoof opposite Charlie Sheen. But over (laughs) the past two weeks, as the date for filming approached, Lohan disappeared, blew off rehearsals, missed her flight to the set, and even bizarrely claimed she had walking pneumonia. Mm. Well, see, to me, that's just normal behavior for her, right? I mean, didn't he expect that? Um, (laughs) Apparently, the troubled starlet freaked out after seeing the script for the film was poking fun at her. It's a spoof. What do you think you're doing there? <laughs> Going you to brain wreck. She did it in machete. She had no problem with that. Right? At the 11th yeah. hour, Lohan did report for work, however, only after she was threatened with a lawsuit by a Hollywood legal eagle and a private jet was sent to pick her up. With cocaine in it. Yeah, and I heard they had a hell of a time landing in her front yard. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is a Uh, This is a quote from Hollywood Insider that says, Lindsay missed every meeting she had for the film, including script reads and wardrobe meetings. Then she missed her flight to Atlanta on Sunday to shoot the movie. The producers had been getting signs Friday that she was a mess and would not be fit to work. Multiple sources say that Lohan decided she didn't want to do the film because she thought her scene made too much fun of her. Um, A source says, it went pretty hard at Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. I hope I hear the script if this never take you know comes to fruition. The script features a kiss with Sheen, and that quote she'd been freaking out about it for weeks. A rep for Lohan said, "quote These stories are untrue, and she is willingly fulfilling all of her obligations." However, reps for Dimension had no comment. <laughs> well, Scary, yeah. movie, Scary Movie Five is slated to hit theaters nationwide on April nineteenth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, that pretty much says it all. I mean, I have no comment. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm sad. I, I, I'm, 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 you know how I feel about fly, 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 fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that pretty much sums right. it up. Well, Daniel Boyd's 1988 cult classic, Chillers, finally gets a DVD release now that no one's buying DVDs anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I love these things. Ah. On DVD, special DVD, I'm like, are we in 2003? Like, right. are we still getting excited? Hey, when's the VHS coming out of, of for Titanic? I mean, thanks for the beta. Yeah, it's gonna be, and the Titanic one is on two two tapes. Yeah, two tapes. I feel like that's where we still are with this DVD, like big news stuff. Hey, yep. I love VHS, <laughs> but uh, three thousand copies of Night of the Living Dead available on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's and- a limited edition thing. Um, ah. Yeah, well, listen, um, that's all nice that it's out. But the thing is, when they have, like, it's all, there's only 3,000 copies on Blu-ray, that's, like, to me, like a tacky pl- ploy to get people who are usually pretty indecisive to just, like, just buy it because they think they'll never get it if they don't get it now. You know? Yeah, it's it's Yeah, it's kind of like a, a pretty low-life tactic to sell these things. That or they just want to get rid of them. Yeah, that. and why make three thousand? What if what if they sell in like a month? Like, why wouldn't you just keep making money? I don't even understand this, but whatever. No. Because then those people, those three thousand people who have them, won't feel special. Who cares? Won't feel special anymore. They're not special. <laughs> All right, we have a first look at uh, RoboCop's new suit. Wah, wah, wah. 
what did I hear them compare it to yesterday? Batman? Think... Yes. Was that you? Yeah, probably. Oh, dude, you're right. Oh, my God, dude. It's, oh. it, and my buddy Kyle said, he said it best, there's nothing robo about it. <laughs> like, it does not look like a machine. It looks like an asshole in a Batman outfit with no cape. <laughs> and no hat, no bat hat with the ears. He, it's not an asshole. He's a good actor, man. He's he's good in the killing. I'm not talking about the guy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying the outfit. It's just like I'm trying to bring up a, a bright point of the movie. I mean, it's got a good cast, but yeah, dude, that suit sucks. <laughs> it does have a good cast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we just we got some more Chainsaw Texas. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 3D stuff here. Uh, it looks like they're could already be a sample a, a sample what am i talking about a sequel in play here uh dan yeager the man who is donning the leather face mask in texas chainsaw 3d has been moderately active on his facebook page as of late chiming in whenever he can to interact with fans yesterday when asked by a fan if the company would keep the tcm franchise alive yeager answered and i quote I think there's a compelling story to be told going forward without resorting to leather space, leather face in space. Wow, leather space. Barring I like that. Off- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barring box office disaster, there should be at least one more installment, maybe more. That was amazing. If you're going to make a leather face in space, you can call him leather space. <laughs> that is like the coolest title for a piece of shit movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, space. yeah. Why not? Can you imagine that? Leather space. <laughs> I'd watch Leather that one. A&E's Bates Motel has taken the liberty... Uh, now, of course, you know about Bates Motel that's coming out on A&E. Has taken the liberty of making some changes. Mm-hmm. Norman Bates has a brother. What, what, what? I know. And they also, they also found their Norman. Right. Uh, let's face it. Filling the shoes of Anthony Perkins is no easy task. Just ask Vince Vaughn. Who I think would have done fine if he hadn't had that little jerk-off scene, you know? But yeah. you know, that's really the one thing that bothered me about that. And the fact that it was completely unnecessary. But uh, <laughs> So you can only imagine what a headache it's been for A&E these past several months that they searched high and low for the right actor to try and take over the iconic role of Norman Bates. Well, according to TV Guide, this long and exhaustive search has finally come to an end as the role has finally been cast to Freddie Highmore. The twenty-year-old, <laughs> the twenty-year-old. Heim. Sorry, you know I'm really like a thirteen-year-old boy. That's <laughs> the twenty-year-old English lad first gained notoriety opposite Johnny Depp in 2004's Finding Neverland, and reteamed a year later with Depp in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. with Highmore playing <laughs> playing the lucky golden ticket winner Charlie Bucket. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, as for the brother thing. I don't, I don't like when they mess with the, uh, that stuff like that. Norman has a brother. It changes the entire dynamic. Yes, I mean, how's that going to work? And why would you do that? Yeah, I why? Mean, I get, do they need more? Ca- you can't get other characters for this, right? You have to have a brother. You have to. Hi, poor K. Yeah, <laughs> like right? okay, they found their Norman. They got that guy to play him. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know anything about him to make a judgment. He looks all right, I guess. You know, he yeah. he can't look any worse than the kid from E.T. who played Norman in the in part four Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Henry Thomas. Yeah. 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 
I mean, what's the difference? You got him, I'll take this guy too. So I'm a huge Psycho fan, as some people might know. And uh, I know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, I'm all for it, though. A lot of people, like, say, leave it alone, leave it alone. Listen, I'm dying for something to come out. And right. I even sat through that other Bates Motel. Remember they turned it into a movie in, like, 87? It was yep. it was the pilot for the TV show with Lori Petty. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? I went back. I totally forgot about that. You pulled that right out of your ass. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I'm talking to my mom the other day, and she's like, yeah, you know your grandfather uh, picked him up one time. I'm like, what? I guess that it was uh, when my grandfather was in the service, and uh, Anthony Perkins was hitchhiking from where? I have no idea. Uh, my grandfather was in the reserves at the time, so he was traveling from, from the base home, and he, uh, he knew who Anthony Perkins was. Now, I don't think Psycho had been out yet, but Anthony Perkins was a, was, was a well-recognized guy and you know an actor and stuff like that so he knew who he was and i don't know if he was like you know openly gay at that point i'm not sure i don't know when he came out or whatever but um basically him and his buddies picked up anthony perkins which i mean if i saw norman bates on the side of the road i certainly fucking wouldn't do but anyways um (laughs) yeah so they picked him up and gave him a ride and uh you know at this point you know, he was already an established actor, so I guess he uh, he wrote him a check for some money, or he got my grandfather's address rather, and uh, and sent him a check like a month later for helping him out and all this stuff. I was like, please tell me you have the check, and she's like, I don't think so. I was like, God damn it! Ah, oh. so right after I uh, I heard the story, I had to call Alex before the story was even over. I'm like, Yep, yeah, dialed him up. So I just thought that was a little noteworthy uh, story to tell. No, it's uh... that's very cool. Yeah, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> Lucky bastard. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, looking forward to A and E. Yeah. And we have one final news piece to wrap it up. Our to wrap up our longest news segment in history. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, people are like, "Why you guys take so long between shows?" We've had a lot of behind the scenes like chaos with uh, scheduling and things like that. That's why the Evil Dead show had to be pushed back. Yeah. Hopefully, just one show. Um, so that's why we're going to make this extra long and Jamie really hit a home run on this. So go ahead and uh, let's go for the grand slam. The, the biggest news for Halloween at the moment, I believe. Bring it home, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes it so much easier when you're encouraging me to do it. Um, as a lifelong. <laughs> I told you, you get your own theme song too. So there's no way. Ooh. As a lifelong Halloween fan, storyboard artist Federico D'Alessandro always had one dream in mind, to direct a reboot of the franchise that has always been so near and dear to his heart. So when it was first announced that Platinum Dunces, sorry, Dunes, was going to be producing the Halloween remake, I hate them, uh, D'Alessandro used his skills as an artist and... and used his skills as an artist and... Animatic. animatic supervisor I kept wanting to say animaniacs to, to create a very <laughs> <It's time for. laughs> to create a very refined animatic to show the tone and storytelling that he would bring to the project if he were lucky enough to have that chance to direct the film that was a really long sentence unfortunately as we all know talks eventually bottomed out between Platinum Dunes and the wine scenes temporarily putting a halt on D'Alessandro's lifelong dream to watch the video, go to horrorbid.com in the headlines. 
Uh, every, you know, everyone's saying it's brilliant, it's great, it's phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> it's it's very nice. It's uh, here's what I think of it. Look, it's you don't when you're done watching it, you walk away with not much. Um, so generic, dude. Kind of generic. But here's the thing with the generic. I know what you're referring to when uh, he. No, the whole fucking sequence. It's supposed to be like the opening sequence. Um, you know, Michael escapes the, the, from the mental institution. Right. But I'm, look, I'll, I'll give it this, though. It is the most thought anybody put into Michael escaping. Right. Very true. But, Very true. But it's just, I don't know. There's not much. It's just that. You're right. It's generic. There's just nothing to it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's not much no. to it. I don't want to be very critical, but well, and and we we talked about this too, Alex, before we started this. But it, there's a couple images below the video, which um, you know indicates other things going on. Now, this whole clip is basically what, like the beginning of the movie, like an opening scene, yeah, like a very more scene, if you will. And it's you know two cops going in to the uh, mental institution with you know full gear on getting ready looking for michael myers well they find him and he kills him and that's that i mean there's just i don't know maybe i was you know maybe looking at the full script would change my mind about it but from what we saw i mean it was cool dude it's cool to see it in that animation too it was something different i noticed they used it from a first person perspective um you know like in the first one they they took that perspective of the what is it are they brother and sister cops? yeah it seems like it yeah, it, it shows it from their perspective, which was kind of cool. I was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I noticed that. I caught that. Yeah. I, you know, it wasn't horrible. No. But, you know, it was just, eh. The thing like, is, uh. it for me, it fell flat with expectation-wise because I didn't know what to expect clicking the video. And the problem is, on HorrorBid, they posted a couple stills yes. that I thought I'd eventually see. Right. Sort of in trailer form. Like, yes. they got the girl stabbing Michael on the bed, the girl hiding in the cemetery for Michael, and there's one more I just don't recall. And I don't know. I guess I kind of expected a bunch of things to happen that didn't. So when that was the end, I was just like, eh. And then, like, when uh, the the guy shoots Michael over and over and over, and then he just gets killed, it was like, oh, God. Michael is already, invin- you know, in- invincible right. with the bullet thing. And I don't know. That was only like the reason the bullet thing works so well in Halloween is because when Loomis shot him, you expected him to die. And the reason it was so amazing is because when he looked, he was gone. If you just make it so you just shoot him and he just keeps coming at you, there's nothing great about that. There's, it's not a big reveal. It's just it's just generic at that point. It's you know, yeah. There's no payoff in that sense. It's just I don't know. But maybe I'm just jaded. I don't know. I don't care. But it was fine. Yeah, it was. No, you're right. I think in the Halloween lore now, everybody knows Michael Myers, and everybody, you know, I think people would be shocked if he actually went down if he got shot at this point. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, that's the thing. This is the first uh, Halloween news that we've gotten is a fucking yeah. animation piece of a movie that's not even gonna be fucking made. So, yeah, except I mean, for Blu-ray releases, by the way, Halloween four and five, and as of Tuesday. Halloween 2 and 3 are on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. I have both. I know you're wow. jealous. And that's a, that's about it. So, Jamie, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, sitting, in with the new, sitting in on the news with us and basically uh, guiding us through the news since that's what you do best. Tearing shit up. Well, thanks for letting me do my thing, guys. Yep, thank wow. you. And uh, looking forward to hearing you coming back on the show. 
Oh, well, I would be honored. If you're still willing to have me after this, then that would be great. <laughs> hey, all parties, it will be consensual. Oh, good. I do hate <laughs> when I have to when I have to get mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's all we have for tonight. And uh, we will be on in probably a month from now. Who knows? <laughs> Now we're looking to fill October up with uh, a show every week, if God willing. Yeah. So well, that was good for me. You get thanks, and so <laughs> there you go. Um, Alex, that's Dan and Jamie. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. See ya. Bye.